Money FM 89.3. Best of Drive Time. Drive Time with Elliot, Timothy, and Chen Chen. Only on Money FM 89.3. Money of M89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time. I'm Elliot Danko. Time now for our Eurowatch segment, taking a look at headlines from out of uh, the European region. We've got EU Chief Ursula von der Leyen urging the bloc's leaders to show unity in the face of China to something like absolute vodka, hmm, stopping its exports of its products to Russia again. What's the story there? On the line with me is Chris Humphrey, Executive Director, EU ASEAN Business Council. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Um, very well, Elliot. How are you? Not too bad, uh, considering, uh, side note, Manchester United's uh, injury crisis, but we will prevail, I hope. 2 <laughs> nil tonight. Be confident. Oh, thank, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Okay, uh, let's get down to business. So the EU chief, uh, Ursula von der Leyen, urging the bloc's leaders to show unity. Interesting that this comment comes on the back of uh, French President Emmanuel Macron's recent visit to China. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, a visit that she was on with him as well. Um, uh, I think really this is the question of Europe trying to get their, their ducks in a row. I think uh, Macron's comment of, you know, we need to power our own furrow when it comes to dealing with China. We shouldn't just blindly follow the US lead on things. I suspect actually there's a lot of sympathy for that view within Europe. You, you can't ignore China. You can't go into a, a verbal fight or an economic fight with China. There's a lot of European uh, commercial interests in China. Um, there are things you need to work with China on in the world. And given the state of geopolitics in the world and the state of the global economy, you can't just constantly butt heads with China. And I think that's where, where Macron basically was, was coming from. Uh, and Leyen uh, takes maybe a slightly different stance. And, and Europe really does need to show a bit of a united front. But, you know, they were there recently. We've seen the Germans there recently. Other European leaders have been going there as well. There needs to be engagement. And I think that's really what Macron was saying. And I don't really think she's saying too much different. Yeah, I mean, it's it's about finding that, drawing that line right there is the politics side of things. But at the end of the day, if you're looking at economies, if you're looking at helping the European economy, you've got to make uh, the right decisions. I, I'll just put it that way. Um, what are you expecting in terms of how this uh, sort of a trigger of a firestorm uh, is going? Do you, ex- do you expect cooler heads to prevail here? Yes, I do. And I think you'll end up with a much more nuanced approach when it comes to, to EU-China relations going forward. So the US will have its own approach. I think Europe will, will eventually plough its own furrow, uh, will be a little bit more diplomatic in how it's handling issues. Okay. Uh, there's another issue uh, that's being handled, the issue of the China spy drone. There was a leaked US military assessment that said that the Chinese military may soon deploy a high-altitude spy drone that travels at least three times the speed of sound. Uh, the UK's stance here uh, in the US's assessment of the China spy drone incident, what are you observing here? To be honest with you, I'm not fully clear what the UK's position is going to be on this. But let's yeah. be quite honest, espionage is as old as the hills. Mm. Every government does it. Every government still does it. And they're always looking for innovative and new ways to do it. It wasn't that long ago that the the Americans themselves were building high altitude, faster than the speed of sound aircraft like the Blackbird, to, to spy on the Russians. So the Chinese aren't doing anything different to what other nations yeah. do have done and will continue to do going forward. I think we just have to accept these things happen. Yeah. Like the, balloon, the balloons happened. Um, errors were made by the Americans on that. Uh, the UK 
being a good friend of America, we will get spied upon by countries that are less good friend of America. It's just the way of the world. <laughs> well, except when it comes to our neighbours. Uh, but, okay, <laughs> jokes aside, jokes aside, um, the British Foreign Secretary James Cleverly has made a comment that the UK should not pull the shutters down on China. This kind of is in line to what you were talking about earlier on because um, you don't want to shut out China as far as economic growth is concerned. Um, good timing, especially on the back of what uh, Emmanuel Macron uh, has said after his visit to China. What are your thoughts here? Uh, well, I think, again, it's very similar. The UK, particularly as now it is unfortunately outside of the EU, needs to have a range of trading partners. It needs to look after its own economy. Mm. And I think what James Cleverly is, is saying, quite naturally, is, you know, you know, we have views about what China's doing, but we also need to work with them wherever it makes sense to to do so. So we shouldn't be crowding them out completely, closing the door off, or as, as you put it, yeah. putting the shutters down. So again, I think it's a more nuanced approach and very much in line with what Macron was saying. Mm. Measured in, in that sense. Here's one that uh, is of particular interest as well. Uh, the Black Sea Grain Deal. Now, the EU has mm. rejected bans introduced by Poland and Hungary on Ukrainian grain exports. Could you help us out here? I mean, enlighten us, enlighten us a little bit on this issue uh, that has also included Russia accusing Ukraine of sabotaging this Black Sea Green Deal. Right, okay. The weird one in all of this is Poland. Poland right. has been probably the strongest proponent of support for Ukraine within Europe. So for Poland to suddenly turn around and say we can't buy Ukrainian grain, mm. and, and largely purely for economic reasons, because they feel that Ukrainian grain is undercutting the grain that Poland themselves are producing. This is a self-interest measure uh, from the ruling party in Poland who drew a lot of support from the rural communities. Hungary, less of a surprise perhaps, given that they are a bit of the black sheep, if you like, within Europe. Mm. Um, Perhaps less of a surprise there. And then the EU's right to come right down hard and say, you can't do this, guys. And it's a big issue. As for the Black Sea grain deal, frankly, why would Ukraine want to sabotage that? Ukraine needs revenue. Uh, Grain exports are a large part of their revenue. So why they'd want to sabotage it is completely beyond me. I don't believe that's true. They'd want to keep exporting their grain because they need the money coming in. Yeah, it's quite weird, especially also if you look at the geographical positions of uh, Poland and, and Hungary as well. Uh, we're also expecting Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lagbrov uh, to uh, discuss the Ukraine Black Sea Green export deal with UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres. I think we're expecting this to happen sometime next week. Um, w- what should we watch out for here? Changes to the deal or some kind of progress? Uh, posturing from Russia, I suspect trying to le- use it as some kind of leverage to apply pressure on Ukraine to, to back down on some issues and uh, try and perhaps create a situation where there is more widespread uh, acceptance of Russia's position towards Ukraine. I think that's probably what they will try and do. Okay. I'm pretty sure the UN will not want to go down that route. Mm. The UN's interest is keeping that grain flowing through the Black Sea. Remember, Ukrainian grain... Um, is servicing a lot of the world, including countries here in Southeast Asia, yeah. who rely on it. Yeah, yeah, this was quite a big deal uh, last year as well, and thankfully uh, we had some resolution. Um, and finally, Absolute Vodka is stopping exports uh, of its products to Russia again. It did so in March 2022. This was uh, after Russia invaded Ukraine. That was lifted. Uh, what's the latest reason now, and what kind of backlash uh, are we expecting? <laughs> Frankly, surprised they even started re-exporting yeah. back to Russia. Yeah. Uh, so many countries, so many companies were like, as soon as the invasion happened, they were 
seeing who could get out of the country yeah. fast enough, who could stop selling to the country quickly enough. A few took the view of, okay, we've got workers there, we need support. But honestly, amazed that this firm was beginning to recommence their exports to Russia. Why, is, why are they stopping again? Well, consumers won't be happy, investors won't be happy, governments won't be happy with them. So, PR mistake. Actually, if, if you don't mind helping me out, uh, Chris, just as a point of clarification, if as a company I stop exports to Russia, how does that have a major impact on the rest of the economy? I know it will impact the company in some way, but in this case of Absolute Vodka, is the impact expected to be great? Can't speak for them and their own revenues, but you know, if you stop exporting to a market, you're obviously going to have less sales as a company globally, mm. uh, unless you're lucky enough to grow other markets to make mm. up for, for the difference. Impact on the Russian economy, uh, well, quite frankly, in this case, they make lots of their own vodka. Um, so <laughs> it's probably not a huge impact on them. But, you know, if you take away other products, you know, you're then impacting on supply chain issues. So if you're not selling, if you're not exporting brake pads to Russia anymore, well, there are fewer brake pads to put on cars that are being built there. Mm. So they can have a knock-on effect, just one example. In this case, probably minimal. Okay. I've been speaking with Chris Humphrey, Executive Director, EU ASEAN Business Council. Chris, as always, appreciate your time. Take care and have a great Thursday evening. Thank you very much indeed. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.